Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is the 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and And on on earth peace peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory, Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us, you take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer, you are seated at the right hand of the Father, Have mercy on us, for you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. God of might, giver of every good gift, put into our hearts the love of your name, so that by deepening our sense of reverence, you may nurture in us what is good, and by your watchful care keep safe what you have nurtured. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the prophet Jeremiah. You have seduced me, Lord, and I have let myself be seduced. You have overpowered me. You were the stronger. I am a daily laughingstock. Everyone's butt. Each time I speak the word, I have to howl and proclaim violence and ruin. The word of the Lord has meant for me insult, derision all day long. I used to say, I will not think about him. I will not speak in his name anymore. Then there seemed to be a fire burning in my heart, imprisoned in my bones. The effort to restrain it wearied me. I could not bear it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord my God. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord my God. O God, you are my God. For you I long. For my soul is thirsting. My body pines for you, like a dry, weary land without water. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord my God. So I gaze on you in the sanctuary to see your strength and your glory. For your love is better than life. My lips will speak your praise. 
My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord my God. So I will bless you all my life. In your name I will lift up my hands. My soul shall be filled as with a banquet. My mouth shall praise you with joy. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord my God. For you have been my help. In the shadow of your wings I rejoice. My soul clings to you. Your right hand holds me fast. My soul is thirsting for you, O Lord my God. A reading from the letter to the Romans. Think of God's mercy, my brothers, and worship him. I beg you, in a way that is worthy of thinking beings, by offering your living bodies as a holy sacrifice, truly pleasing to God. Do not model yourselves in the behaviour of the world around you, but let your behaviour change, modelled by your new mind. This is the only way to discover the will of God, and know what is good, what it is that God wants, what is the perfect thing to do. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. May the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ enlighten the eyes of our hearts, that we might see how great is the hope to which we are called. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus began to make it clear to his disciples that he was destined to go to Jerusalem and suffer grievously at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes, to be put to death, and to be raised up on the third day. Then, taking him aside, Peter started to remonstrate with him. Heaven preserve you, Lord, he said. This must not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle in my path, because the way you think is not God's way, but man's. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wants to be a follower of mine, let him renounce himself, and to take up his cross, and follow me. For anyone who wants to save his life will lose it. But anyone who loses his life for my sake will find it. What then will a man gain if he wins the whole world and ruins his life? Or what is a man to offer in exchange for his life? For the Son of Man is going to come in the glory of his Father with his angels. And when he does, he will reward each one according to his behaviour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So the church has split one unitary piece of scripture over two weeks. Um, we've really got to read this week's gospel with last Sunday's gospel. You know, that amazing moment in Caesarea Philippi when Jesus asks his disciples, who do people say that I am? And then Peter speaks up, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus gives some high praise to Peter. You know, you're a blessed man because it's not flesh and blood that have revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. So you're Peter. On this rock, I'll build my church. Uh, so Peter's riding pretty high at this point, uh, until he mucks it all up. Now, Jesus, of course, he starts to speak about his suffering and death. And I suppose you can feel a bit for Peter because things clearly don't add up for him right now. Here he is. He's just affirmed that Jesus is the Christ, the anointed one, the one who was prophesied, the one who would set Israel free. 
the one who would sit on the throne of David forever. He confessed all of this. But now, how do you reconcile what you understand Jesus to be with what's coming out of his mouth right now? That he will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes and that he'll be put to death and on the third day rise again. Obviously, it doesn't add up for Peter that the Christ, the anointed one, would accomplish this mission by means of his suffering and death. Now, with the benefit of hindsight, having seen his suffering, death and resurrection, having seen this victory that Christ has over death, you know, it all kind of falls into place. But that's not where Peter's at right now. Well, not yet anyway. So this is what leads Peter to grab Jesus by the elbow and to begin to rebuke him. Now fancy that. You've just told Jesus that he's the Christ, the son of the living God, and then the next thing you do is start to correct him. Now, look, Lord, cut out this nonsense. And so here's the irony. Just last week, you know, we heard in the gospel, you know, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, because it wasn't flesh and blood that revealed this to you, but my father in heaven, that the way in which he came to know this was by means of revelation, that he listened to the word of God. That God's the one who speaks, we're the ones who listen. That There's a revelation that happens in that. But the irony now is that having just received the revelation about the identity of Jesus, Peter just reverses that dynamic. He stops listening and he starts rebuking. What he needed to do was to keep his ears attentive and his mouth Shut. But that's not Peter. So what's what's Peter's problem? Now, he's got the right idea about who Jesus is, but he doesn't know the full story. His way of thinking is man's and not God's. And by his estimation, the crucifixion, it just doesn't fit in. But this isn't the attitude of a follower. So Jesus puts him in his place. What's the place of the follower? Get behind me. Peter the rock, he's become a stumbling block. Why? Because he's in the wrong place. You trip over a rock that's in front of you. The attitude of the disciple then is to listen, to hear what God has revealed about himself, not to dictate to God what we think he should be like or what he should do. We can't pick and choose the truths that we think are convenient. We can't pick and choose the revelation that we decide to believe. Peter's problem is that he wants to believe that Jesus is the Christ, but only wants to accept Christ on his own terms. And so the fundamental position of the follower of Jesus is to be behind him. And the fundamental action of the disciple is to listen. So here's the interesting thing. The critique that Jesus makes of Peter is he says, look, the way you think is not God's way, but man's. Now, when you stop and think about it, 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 it's kind of a strange thing to say, because how else is Peter supposed to think but as a man? How can he possibly think the way that God thinks because he's not God? And he doesn't think with the mind of God, he thinks only with the mind of a man. So what is it that Jesus is actually criticizing Peter here for? What's lacking in him? Well, I think the problem here is that when he takes Jesus aside and starts to remonstrate with him, 
that what he's doing is he's cutting himself off from God's way and limiting himself to the way of man. You see, so much happens in our lives that goes beyond our own simple understanding. And yet, to be open to God's way is to approach those moments of confusion with trust. Lord, I don't get it, but I trust that you do. Lord, I don't understand, but I believe that you are God. Now, that would have been a much better response that Peter could have made to the prediction about Jesus' suffering and death, rather than pulling him aside and saying, it's not supposed to be like this. And maybe this becomes a way that we can kind of approach our own lives now, to think the way that God thinks, which isn't to say that we understand everything that God understands, because we clearly can't, but to trust and to be open to God's plan, even when it confounds us, even when it looks like things are falling apart or things couldn't possibly come good. Lord, you're God, and I'm not. My place is behind you, taking up my cross and walking with you. Peter objects to the cross because he can't see how it could possibly lead to the resurrection. Well, for us, you know, I I think we often kind of throw the cross aside thinking that, you know, this suffering could never lead to something more or something better, that this suffering could never have a meaning that goes beyond itself. But maybe, just maybe, in the hands of God, a cross can lead to new life. And now let's together profess our faith by praying the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the the Father Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. 
For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father. Amen.